I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've completed my sixth Taxol treatment. As you may recall, in a previous episode, I described the day I had a lovely allergic reaction during my first Taxol treatment because they gave me Benadryl beforehand, which I'm allergic to. So I was somewhat apprehensive, but thank God the treatments have been fairly seamless since then. Or so I thought. Until this past week happened. My girlfriend Amy from Michigan came to be with me for my sixth treatment. The treatment seemed like the longest day ever. Between waiting an hour to actually get the infusion and then sitting there for four hours with my feet and hands iced, I felt like I was watching paint dry. After watching reruns of Friends on the hospital TV and listening to my friend Amy talk about the antics of her furry children, as well as reminiscing about the days we did theater together, the treatment was complete. Took a cab home. Michael and Jack were in Connecticut for the weekend. I honestly prefer them to be away during the treatment weekends. I intentionally scheduled girlfriends to stay with me. It's not that I want to hide Jack or Michael from what I'm going through. There's no hiding. I just feel more at ease being able to sleep and be by myself after treatment. I'm always wiped by the second day and don't want to be bothered because even though my body typically responds the same way after each treatment, sometimes it chooses to do something unpredictable. This most recent treatment proved me right on that. On day two after treatment, I was not only wiped, but felt awful. I had chills late at night, into the morning hours, and a fever. Amy looked at me and said, I'm calling your doctor. She was put on hold forever, and when she did not get through, she was told by a phone operator that they'd relay the message to the on-call doc and to expect a call back within an hour. Well, after an hour and a half with no phone call, being returned and my temperature continuing to rise, we found a cab and went to the ER affiliated with Sloan Kettering, the place where I'm receiving treatment. The benefit of having an ER connected to my place of treatment is that they have all my files. Sloan focuses on cancer care, and they're relatively used to seeing my types of cases in the ER. When we arrived, the young man behind the desk asked if I had a fever. Um, yes. He hands me a face mask, and I take a seat waiting for a nurse to take my vitals. The University of Michigan football was on the TV, and I was grateful that Amy was with me. She's not only an alum, but a huge fan. There was a young man with his entire family sitting near us, and he, like me, was completely bald. I wondered what type of cancer he had to land him here. A nurse named Meredith came out to take my temperature, blood pressure, and vitals. I was then given an actual room. The majority of the ER rooms were divided by curtains. I didn't know why I was given the room. I thought perhaps it was because I had a fever and they didn't want to expose me unnecessarily to other patients. Either way, I didn't care. It was quiet. I curled into a fetal position on the hospital bed, which was really like a gurney. A young redheaded nurse came to give me a gown and a container to give a urine test in. She was sweet, but seemed a little timid. I was left alone with Amy in the room, which had a toilet in it like a jail cell. 
The one thing that surprised me about the ER room was how sterile it looked. Not a picture on the wall. The only color was coming from the computer monitor, which had rotating images from various fall scenes taken by Sloan employees. Amy was very chatty and friendly. I knew I should be grateful to have such a good friend, but I didn't want any noise. I was so out of it that I didn't even know that I didn't want noise. I just knew that I was willing myself into that country landscape showing on the monitor. I saw myself walking in the country road that was shining so brightly from the computer screen. I think Amy sensed the pain I was in and asked what she could do for me. I asked her if she could get me a green juice smoothie from a local juice joint. Being my amazing friend, she jumped up and went to get it. I was alone in my fetal position, and the young nurse came back in to give me an IV. She had with her some sort of walkie-talkie thing that allowed her to talk with other nurses. I put my right arm over my eyes while the nurse prepared to give me an IV. She inserted the needle and I yelled out. She missed the vein and told me to stay still. She made the band around my arm a little tighter and tapped my veins on my arm. Again, there was nothing. I heard her say into her walkie-talkie, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy? Tracy responded, yes, I could use some help. I heard Nurse Tracy say through the muffled speaker on the walkie-talkie, give me five minutes. In the meantime, the nurse took my temperature again. It was still high. She gave me two Tylenol. I then got a strep test because my throat was so sore. She said she'd be right back. While the nurse was gone, Amy returned with my smoothie. I took a sip and felt the coolness of the drink go down my throat to my chest. During that time, the young nurse returned and said she was going to try one more time to give me the IV while the more senior nurse watched. Good God. Once again, she missed, and I moaned in pain. Amy jumped up and put her hand on my heart and yelled out, In the name of Jesus, we rebuke this. Heal, Tina, now. We know you are with her heavenly father, and above all else, you can ease this pain. All right. I've always known my friend was spiritual, but this took on a whole new life. I thought, crap, I must be bad if Amy is channeling a Southern Baptist church lady. I turned and asked if we could have the nurse that took my vitals put the IV in. She seemed confident and experienced. I could feel my lips sticking together in the corners as I spoke, and I wanted nothing more than silence. The younger nurse said to the older nurse standing next to her, I just don't know where to poke her to get it in. Um, what? I don't think the word poke is used in nursing school. I asked both nurses again if I could please have the nurse that took my vitals do this, please. The older nurse explained that she typically administers the IV and would I please give her a chance first. I complied like a good patient and within seconds my IV was dripping. Why well, I had to be the guinea pig for this junior nurse is beyond me. It's at that time Dr. McDreamy came in. His name is actually Dr. Melrose. Seriously, could you have a more perfect name? 
Funny how a little eye candy can perk up a mood even in the most dire straits. I was suddenly thinking of images of George Clooney's character, Dr. Ross, from the show ER. Seriously, I must have looked like a ghost to myself meeting this guy. I have no idea. But somehow, in this dire state, I learned that he was a surfer and had just come back from uh, a surfing adventure in Fiji. Perhaps that's why he's the cheeriest of everybody I've ever met here in this ER. He had just returned from vacay. Dr. Melrose told me that all of my tests came back negative. No infection. That's a good thing. However, I couldn't leave the ER until my temperature was lowered. He gave me another bag of fluids, put his hand on my leg, and told me I was going to be all right. I looked up at his big brown chestnut eyes and felt his sincerity. Well, I physically in that moment didn't feel right. In my heart, I knew I was going to be okay. On the way home that night, I leaned my head on the cab window, feeling pure relief, while my mind flashed back to the cab ride I took to get to the hospital. On my way there, I felt like a ghost to myself. And somehow, I was now in a cab home, feeling like I was back in my body. My dear friend Amy, who had just spent every moment taking care of me, was now in the car with me again. It always amazes me, people like Amy, who give so freely and save you in ways you can't even explain. If you have one of those people in your life, hold on tight. I'm Tina Zaremba. I'm searching for strength, grace, and trust. You've been listening to Chemo Stories. <laughs>